Chris. Welcome. This is the sort of first episode of Movie Marathon. We've recorded <laughs> several movies already, but this is the introduction episode of Movie Marathon. Uh, just to give you a taste of what we're thinking, where we're planning on going with this. Who knows if that will really hold up as we go along with things. Uh, but I guess we should introduce ourselves. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Mike. With me is my lovely co-host, uh, Andrew. Andrew, you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> That's exactly how he talks. He'll be speaking like that the entire podcast. <laughs> uh, so really, we've this kind of came organically a bit. It's something we've talked about for some time, but I think more came from we kind of started listening to some other podcasts together talking about them, texting back and forth that evolved into taking notes on those movies and sending them back and forth, commenting on each other's, which turned into picking some movies ourselves. And then it kind of hit the point of like, we're, we're really doing a lot of the legwork for a podcast. We well just, just need close to, that gap. Yeah, like we all, like at this point, we just need to record. Yeah. Uh, but I think some of the inspiration is we've known each other uh, since high school and at that time, our friend Jay would have these 24-hour movie marathons in his basement with, uh, I guess, some like-minded friends of ours, who some who came and went, uh, a kind of a core of us stuck through for a long time. But we would just sit in like binge movies for 24 hours. And I think a lot of kind of things we're looking to hit on are movies we uh, probably were likely to have done at that time, may or may not have. Uh, kind of getting a small taste of that, of getting to watch the movies together. And, uh, and talk about them. At least that's kind of, I don't know, I guess my uh, my thought process on it. Yeah, no, and I that's that's pretty accurate. And I think what's important about the movie marathons is it's less about, I don't want to say less about quality, but because it because quality is important, but it's it's about stuff that we enjoy, stuff we find fun, new things that we liked. Um, I mean, some of the highlights to me were uh, definitely. Uh, commando i think that one has kind of lived <laughs> on for us over a you know a 20 plus year uh 20 plus year span uh, it was the first time we watched jim kata together we watched manos hands of fate but we've also watched you know maybe some better movies like i think we remember when we watched training day scanner darkly i think you guys did a bond marathon at one point um we watched that movie William refers to called Time and Tide. I don't remember that. Which I, I believe that's actually considered a pretty good movie. I've never gone back and watched it. We watched it at Partially. four in the morning. And that's why I don't yeah. remember. I remember finishing it when the sun was coming up and just being like, I don't know what the hell is going on with yeah, this Yeah, I, I don't know if a, a subtitled movie was the best choice at four in the morning. <laughs> uh, we watched, there was, what was that Hulk Hogan movie? The Perfect Weapon or uh, Perfect Weapon? Uh, Ultimate Weapon? Ultimate Weapon. I don't know. I don't know. It, the VHS cassette was red and that was our sole motivation for, <laughs> yeah. for watching it. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it was just really predicated on a bunch of friends getting together and, and having a good time and not uh, not really caring if it's the best movie or it's like the most critically acclaimed movie, but just having having fun. And that's kind of, I mean, we're all married and we all have kids now, so it's kind of hard to pull them off uh, 20 years yeah. on. But um <laughs> You know, we we've done a couple kind of here and there with like uh, yeah, getting kind of old. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, I think I set out four hours my, my pool. of anything is uh, yeah, yeah. I set up on my pool and we did Mortal Kombat online because it was like I need a quiet place to do this. <laughs> it was the only place like away from my family and my kids sleeping. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's uh, it was really more of kind of a, a joy of of us getting together and, and having fun, making fun of movies, making fun of each other. 
And I think with this, for you and I, for my mem- biggest memory was it sprung from from COVID. We started watching a bunch of stuff on like Shutter, and I think it was like horror movies. It was sort of like a commiserating over how bad COVID was and working from home, how weird it was. <laughs> yeah, it suddenly had maybe a, a, a more time, more free time. Of- mm-hmm. Where like yeah, I can commit to watching a movie like every week pretty easily. I'm not not doing anything. What I'm trying uh, to say is I wasn't doing shit while work from home was going on. <laughs> I know I'm always nervous on uh, my my sh- um, letterbox login movies. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, might not be. This would look very suspicious if like my manager were to start following me. Yeah. And be like, so uh, I noticed the other day when you're working from home, you logged Which- three movies. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... Yeah, I hear you. I, I mean, I, I remember, I think when we were first started kind of doing this, it was, it was, I would just put them on in the background and I try and watch it and take notes where I could. But for the most part, it wasn't, it wasn't strung together with like a consistent, I'm sitting down and solely focused on doing this. Yeah. This. And that's why you got to find like the right mix of things where like, it's, it's like not necessarily something you've, like seen a million times because sometimes like it's someone you love you do want to watch it but it's like the middle ground of just good enough but not great where you're actually gonna like concentrate on it but not terrible either and so you just find i don't know i sometimes you find a sweet spot and it's like yeah that's the perfect movie to have on the background Um, yeah i also found though actually could watch some cutting out the commutes just like during a lunch break or something like you could bang out a 90, 90 minute movie actually watching it uh, pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I may not actually be like distracted like, at times where you're supposed to be working or anything. It's, it's like, Oh, there's a little bit of extra time here. Yeah. And that, that, that was kind of how it, how it worked for me too. was, was just that extra time. I think, I think it was a bunch of stuff. I started, I started kind of banging out movies that around that time, I think you introduced me to letterbox and I started logging stuff that I, I kind of hadn't seen and wanted to. And, that was sort of an easy vehicle to to jump into kind of building a list of like, I think I remember we watched Phantasm and I've never seen that. That was the Coscarelli. I think it was Coscarelli's first movie. Uh, never seen that before. And then there was, there was uh, a bunch of just, we did a horror run kind of in this summer of 2020. And uh, it was, I don't know, it was fun. And I think that's your point that kind of kicked us off on that with, uh, and with a couple other podcasts kind of kicked us off on, well, let's take notes. Let's watch these things together. Uh, and and try and and try and uh, add an extra layer of enjoyment to it. And I think to your point, we sort of slowly realized um, uh, we're just doing all the work of a podcast without actually physically talking. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, and I talked to my wife, and I told her we're, we wanted to do this. And she said, "Oh, good. It's just really weird. You guys send each other little notes to each other." So I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's like thank you." It's so like you describe it that way. She's like, yeah. "If you talk to each other and record it, it's actually less weird. So just please do that instead." <laughs> uh that was funny uh so yeah I've, I've definitely been excited to do it. it's something i've thought about for a while now i've also thought like the last thing the world needs is like two more middle-aged white guys making a movie podcast too it was not like we're a movie it's not like we're industry insiders it's not like we've covered the industry it's not like we're actors or directors or writers or something yes we're just fans um bringing our own hopefully personality and you know some knowledge but mostly just uh our love or maybe not always love for some of the films we're doing <laughs> yeah we did hudson hawk today and that was a tough one 
just for free reference. I, I, I would, yeah, I would love would not be the right word for that movie. I, uh, yeah, but I think uh, so I think, speaking of that, go ahead. Oh, go good. Ahead. I was just say so. One of the things we're looking at doing is finding different themes or different runs of movies. So <laughs> right now we're doing the Dasuza Palooza. Um, the the D'Souza Palooza, uh, <laughs> which is the uh, screenwriter Stephen D'Souza doing uh, about five movies of his, not necessarily the biggest hits, but just uh, and then we talked about with Halloween coming up, maybe going into a run of Halloween movies and so and finding a kind of a, a bit of a movie marathon, but you know spread out over several weeks because that's doing it as a near 40 year old adult (laughs) that's what we're doing yeah all that our life allows (laughs) which means one a week where we can also record and watch watch yeah um but yeah they kind of recapture some of that that feeling as kids of getting to just watch movies with your friends yeah and i I think you know tied to that the nostalgia factor too uh, you know movies have changed a lot since we were kids um certainly for the better in in a lot of cases but in some in some cases it's you know i would argue worse and i think that's probably one of the things we can touch on is looking back toward maybe stuff that was more poignant for us as kids um and, and trying to trying to rekindle a little bit of the fun around it um certainly i think with with marvel movies and kind of what what those have become today and even you know dc with warner brothers trying to do the same thing um i think i think we've lost some of the charm and i think that's the intent of this podcast as well as you know not every movie's a home run uh but we want to talk about the stuff that works and doesn't work and the stuff that i think is fun because um again we're i'll make fun of it again hudson hawk's a great example you know there's there's <laughs> a lot of um there's a lot of things that don't work about it, but man, they take some big swings and it's, it's kind of fun to sit there and, and watch them take those swings. Cause you just, you just, I, it's just interesting to me. And I think it, it, it's, it's something you just won't see anymore. And so there's a lot of movies yeah. we, we kind of grew up on that. I think conceptually you just wouldn't, you wouldn't get from, uh, from a uh, it's nothing like watching someone make batshit crazy decisions <laughs> while spending $65 million to do it. I mean, if you did that today, you'd have to at least probably double that. It's like one hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty million dollar budget. So, I mean, it's that—that's what's crazy, yeah. crazy to me. But you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's become a more of a well-oiled machine than it used to be. And I think that some of the fun of movies is—is—is is, is those misses. Um, and I think you know, hell, I'll say it up front: one of my favorite movies, even though it doesn't have anything to do with quality or awards or high standards, is Halloween three. And they're taking a big swing. <laughs> they're taking a big swing in that movie. And uh, uh, does it work? No, not entirely. But do I love it? And do I have fun with it? Because it's because of some nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I heard something this week. I'm trying to remember if it was on a podcast or it could have been you and I talking, um, or what it was. But it was if instead of Halloween two, if Halloween three was Halloween two, so they came right out doing that, and it was. Oh, they, they, it's go, not they, go just the, they go straight to the anthology yeah. series. Yeah. That, like it's establishing right off the bat, like, oh, it's not just like Michael Myers series. Like we gave you this one and now we're gonna like go do something different. If audiences might have received it better, because once you establish where the sequel Halloween two is Michael Myers, then everyone reasonably expects to <laughs> get that with the third one. Yeah, that's probably a that's a pretty good point. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I wish I remembered why I heard it. I'm sure it was some podcast. But. Um, 
I was talking to John Carpenter, and that's who told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my nah, buddy John. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I, I, I think, I think you're probably right. And it's right. This is going to be go down a rabbit hole. You're probably right, and it's probably an opportunity where they, if they had been less reactive. I mean, and I think it's not Carpenter's fault nor Deborah Hill's fault. It was very much the studio saying, "Hey, uh, we kicked something off here, and now you have Friday the Thirteenth outpacing us. We got to do something to catch back up because by '81, you've got yeah, your two your two movies into Nightmare or uh, sorry, Friday the Thirteenth, and and Halloween felt like they were playing catch up for the slasher genre. So, but it would have been an interesting. Um, opportunity to see if they'd actually kicked off the anthology series the way they wanted to. And Carpenter kind of did it, you know, without calling it Halloween because he did the fog. He did the thing. He did uh, Halloween. Yeah, I mean, he didn't yeah. quite do Halloween three, but he had some involvement with it. So, you know, he kind of got it, but just maybe not. It didn't bring the success. It probably could have if, if, if they had maybe packaged it and done it a little bit, a little bit cleaner. So anyway, I, I am uh, completely taking this off topic. Um, so what, you know, well, I am and I'm not. You know, for in terms of in terms of favorite movies, I want you to go first because you already have a lot better taste in movies than I do. I'm curious, you know, what what is what's your kind of your top top couple? Uh so for years I've kind of um had a solid three that I've kind of stuck with. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've maybe uh Felt felt less of a need to like impress people <laughs> with movie taste. Um, so for years, <laughs> I would say my three favorite movies um, were 2001: A Space Odyssey, Lawrence of Arabia, and Eight and a Half, a Fellini movie. Um, and then I tentatively kind of started adding another Italian movie called The Leopard um, on there. That's fantastic, but. As I've gotten, and those are, all, those are all still some of my favorite movies. I love them. But as I've gotten older, I've uh, maybe come to terms with that. My favorite movie is probably Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> that that movie is just like goddamn perfect. And, <laughs> uh, no, and like, I, I don't one. need to be a pretentious dick about things. Like, <laughs> no, no. I and, and you, and I think that was what my answer was going to be as well. Was somebody asked me this question a couple of weeks ago, and and I was, and I. Uh, I mean, actually, ironically, mine's probably if I could if I could go back to the it's hard to nail down a, a like a favorite because mine kind of my taste ebbs and flows. My taste ebbs in, into I like stuff that's bad, but it's, you know, making big swings. <laughs> so it's like it's hard to kind of say what's a good one. I actually was going to go with Jaws. And I think I think it's probably pretty close to perfect as well, even though, you know, the making was kind of a big debacle. I've just always it, it kind of hit me at a young age where um uh, whenever I was a kid, I go with my grandparents to, to the beach. Um, it always was on TBS for whatever reason. And so I go out to the beach and then like I come back and then we're going to go the next day and you see Jaws on and be like, oh, great. I don't want to go in the fucking water anymore because yeah. I just watched Jaws. <laughs> and, and it was always during the summer and it was always like. So you know, a pretty brilliant move by your grandparents to be like, we don't want to have to spend eight fucking hours at the beach. Let's show them Jaws. That's hey, maybe that's, maybe that's a tactic. I didn't. I hadn't thought about that, but uh, yeah, I might try that with my kids and, and see how it goes. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I mean, Jaws, I, I think, I think there's just a lot that's sort of perfect about it. I really liked the way that the, the, the three leads play off each other at the end. I think the last 45 minutes of that movie are just, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you've got some incredible actors. You, you really, you really have some great talent behind, behind the camera with Spielberg, even though it's, I think it's, not his first movie, but it was it was sort of a 
legendarily expected to be a bomb and it just it just lands and hits on so many levels and i think it was a movie where you had all these these things go wrong like the shark wouldn't work but then it works out that you you have this sort of slow build slow build to the reveal of the shark and it and it it works great it's just i don't know i've just always had a huge affinity for it and uh uh, and especially as an adult now i'd say you know talking about the sort of less pretentious less concerned what people think I just have a real big fondness probably due to nostalgia for, for John Carpenter stuff. Um, I really wish I had been around when he kind of had his heyday um, in the kind of late seventies, early Mm eighties. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of diamonds in the rough out there that he made um, that just probably were, well, not probably, they were very unappreciated at the time, but you know, they're, they're starting to get some love. Um, The thing being a good example, they just did the 40th anniversary of that. And, uh, I think they had a decent t- turnout through that uh, phantom events or, fa- or fathom events uh, for doing a re-release. So, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I'm very honest with the fact that my taste in movies is, is, is probably pretty much limited to the blockbuster action movie section. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I probably try to expand a little more outside of that. It, it, it's definitely difficult as you get older and busier. Um and also, I mean, there are times where I'm trying to watch things with kids and mm-hmm. um, either following what they want to watch or trying to show them things. And, um, you know, they're getting older, but um, they're not quite. I, it, it's still, if I'm going to show them, like, push the boundaries, it's probably still closer to a, a blockbuster popcorn uh, style movie a bit more than like an indie production or um i don't know i'm trying not, no, not thinking of the right terms here but it's tough i mean like, that eats up a lot of the movie time but yeah i try to make a point to um try to expand and see some different stuff regularly um but yeah definitely go in, in some ruts where it's like oh i've done nothing but watch like star wars <laughs> and and star trek and james bond movies for like the past month Oh, I, um, and it's like, oh, that's just what I was super busy in. They did a Rocky marathon last weekend that I watched <laughs> right half of Rocky 2 all the way through Rocky 4. And then I think they did it again the next day. I'm like, great, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> like, I do not care. I love, I love, uh, I love Rocky, Rocky, three, Rocky yeah. 4. And I, I'm like, I'm like, Carter, look at this guy's workout routine. Like, let's do this. Come on, let's watch. We're going to watch Rocky Four. We're going to watch the training <laughs> montages. Um, we don't really, we don't really show him the part where where Apollo Creed gets killed by Drago, but you know, but it's fun. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I think as I've gotten older, it's like I, I don't want to spend my time being bummed out by something, and so that's probably probably artificially um, limiting my my scope of movies I'm willing to check out. Um, and so I, you know, I haven't probably checked as much as I should, but I, I do, I do definitely gravitate towards kind of popcorn movies and and stuff that I can kind of semi get away with watching with the kids uh, when I can. Yeah, and I'm probably a bad judge of it myself. Of it. and obviously it varies for everybody of what you're considering a popcorn movie. Because um, sometimes I show my kids that like so recently um, over this past summer, um, I should. Um, two of my kids, I have two kids, two stepkids, the stepkids were with their dad. Um, so it was just my kids, but we watched, um, Monty Python, and the Holy grail. Yeah. I showed Carter that too. <laughs> um, and I knew my son, he's just eight. He didn't fully get everything. He was a little, um, 
the jokes and went went over his head a little bit when that, but my daughter definitely like, I missed plenty of things. We definitely enjoyed it. And I was like, I don't know how old that movie is now, like 45 years old or something. I think it came out in 75. So yeah. So I was like, almost 50. I guess, (laughs) yeah, I was like, I guess this is not like, (laughs) not what all parents our age are showing their 11 year old daughters. (laughs) Like, to but to me that's like a perfectly like yeah like a very normal thing to be doing. I um no I mean you kind of have to try. I mean I sh- I showed probably too young, but I showed I showed my oldest uh, Jaws, and I've also I've shown him some of the Rock again some of the Rocky movies. He's seen a few of the Indiana Jones movies. He really wants to watch Halloween, um, which were I, he saw something on YouTube, not the movie, <laughs> but he saw something on YouTube, and so he really wants to watch that. But I'm really trying to not trying we're just not showing it to him but really trying to kind of keep him away from that stuff but we've kind of taken an approach of where we can we'll show him stuff from our childhood like the goonies try and show show him stuff that you know again spielberg um we did show him the dick donner superman movie um we showed him the tim tim burton batman stuff like that you know where we can we'll try and show him again it's it's big blockbustery stuff uh back to the future yeah, but um, it's it's tough. I mean, that, to your point, it it limits your time to to uh, to really get to watch new stuff. Yeah, um, no, I'm happy to revisit. Um, so especially with the kids, it's uh, fun to see it through through their eyes. Um, uh, it's well, just like a very different and there's time experience. It's also disappointing to see it through their eyes. <laughs> yeah. They don't have the same. I think I, I think I built some stuff off my head too much for 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 our. our it's not as magical. It. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, but it's hard. I mean, he also didn't grow up on TBS or TNT, where it's like you're going to watch this movie for like 39 weeks out of out of the year because that's going to only property and, they had, and, and that's what gonna... you forget. Like some of these things mean something because like it was just on TV all the time. So like, yeah. this was just like a background to my childhood, and so my affection is a little um distorted by yeah, just it's sheer like volume we're programmed in to just love these things so um yeah. well I, so speaking of of you know movies we love i think you want to touch on some of the stuff we've seen together because it's been a while since we've seen anything in theaters together but I also yeah think I, I mean i guess the last thing we would have seen in theater is the riff tracks we yeah we did i can't what, what was the yeah uh, it, it, i have the poster old. somewhere for that um hanging up and that was in like 2017 or 2018. I yeah, think. that was that was a while ago. And um, then before that, was it Star Trek Genesis? <laughs> uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Nemesis, sorry. So I, that's, I, that's the only Star Trek movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my for uh, my first wedding, um, at the kind of pseudo bachelor party of mine, we saw Fast Five. Yes, in we the did. Theater. We were in LA. That's right. Um, yeah. We saw that like the day it was released, and I think we. We definitely drank a lot before we went into the theater, and I think it slowly dawned on me during that that I was laughing at it, and there, that I was like the only person who was not one of the very few people in the theater who was not enjoying it genuinely for what it was. And I, I started <laughs> to feel bad that I'm like, I don't want to ruin somebody else's experience. So that's one of the things that stands out the most to me of having gone to see movies with you, of the times where like you've just been like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go to the movies. And then, like later on, you find out you're like, "Yeah, I don't really like the the Fast and Furious franchise that much." You're like, "Yeah, I don't really like Lord of the Rings that much." And it's like, "Wait, you went to all the screenings with with us at midnight?" Oh, yeah, like, okay, yeah nice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah to go to the movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't like Lord of the Rings movies. So I, I don't know. That's a testament to like 
you show up at midnight for a three hour long movie that you don't really care about. <laughs> I either had nothing else better going on apparently, or I just really like hanging out with my friends. Um, yeah, <laughs> probably, the, probably the first one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think um, before that I was, man, it's going back. I was like, I know we watched, so we watched Nemesis. I think we watched Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> we were going to go see something else and it was sold out. We we're going to go see something good and it was sold out. And they're like, well, we're like, what else is playing right now? They're like, Tomb Raider 2. We're like, great. Let's go see Tomb Raider 2. Yeah. I th- it was William with us and I think we were going to go see the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That might have been, yeah. That uh, I think that's it. And which I've never seen like, any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So I'll be I, honest. I, I have, I, they've never landed for me fully. Like, they're okay, but I, I don't have the love for them that I know a lot of people do. But. Are you are you on Amber Heard's side with this whole thing? <laughs> I think I'd rather uh, stay out of that. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, so there was that. And <laughs> yeah. then I think, like, we haven't seen anything good in theaters together. And, like, that's the weird thing. Is, and I think we saw Bowfinger <laughs> in high school. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's, uh, I but you're know. right. I'll, I'm trying to think of anything good. <laughs> seen, like, I think we went to go see like Team America together. Yeah, I definitely would think we went to see Team America together. I love that. Uh, I loved that movie at the time. I've not seen that in forever. Um, I'm curious how that has. <laughs> it's that aged, has aged like fine. Why? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I think um, we definitely. It's weird. Like I think we probably watched more good movies at the marathons than we have actually just going physically going to the theaters and, I, and for whatever reason i think i've gone to see yeah, better definitely. stuff with with our friend jay than because I, I remember i went to go see my minority report with him i think i went to go see this is weird uh some of all fears with him um we saw we saw some <laughs> decent stuff together uh but i don't know why so, so what we're discovering here is when one of us wanted to go see a shitty movie no one else we just, wanted to see yeah, no, that's we'd probably, call each other yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's by, by process of elimination <laughs> who would, we're gonna hang who out would go other. see a terrible movie at the theater with me i mean i don't know i think i'm a fun time um <laughs> but yeah like i I don't know. I I I I, uh, I don't know why we never went to go see something better. And, and now, since we don't live in the same city, it's like even harder to try to pull it yeah. off. Um, but yeah, so I think whenever I see Bowfinger, I always think of you. Um, I also <laughs> I also uh, always think about like uh, you guys whenever I watch Commando, just because we watched it so many times uh, throughout yeah. throughout high school and college, and I just I, I don't know why it just like. I think sometimes we could text each other and just have quotes from Commando, and that's sufficient to have it basically carry an entire conversation. And um, the, and there's like emotion behind it as well that we're yeah. communicating to each other. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a meaningful exchange. <laughs> and I think we kind of all have that same relationship with The Simpsons too. Like that's we all we all sort of had the same yeah, of course, cultural zeitgeisty stuff that we grew up on, um, which it was easier, you know, and late 80s early 90s it was a lot easier i think for people to kind of connect on those things because um it wasn't media wasn't as stratified as it is today um so i don't know we all we all kind of had had appreciation for the same sense of humor and and jokes but uh um well so all right we talked about you know favorite movies we talked about um you know how hard it is with kids but what what are we kind of more regularly watching because i know you kind of ping pong around a lot on franchises and stuff like star wars and star trek um so i kind of it kind of depends there's stuff i have on in the background while i'm doing stuff and that um or while i'm going to bed or something and that is a lot of uh yeah yeah 
Hardcore porn. <laughs> I know it's a lot of um, Star Trek or James Bond, just franchises that I've seen a bunch of times where um, it's can kind of just like soothe me and either, um, you know, can don't mind if I fall asleep watching it or if I'm working on something or in and out of a room, like it's no big deal to me to miss that stuff. Um, man, I'm definitely always bouncing in between trying to fill in the gaps of things that I've missed for, um, you know, probably 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, going back and trying to, oh, like, I, I've i seen, like, these three films, like, big films by this one director and trying to, but I need to expand out and see, like, some of their other stuff. Um, and then being like, oh, and then bouncing back of, like, oh, my God, I've, like, not seen any movies from 2022. Like, I should probably uh, find out, like, what is going on in current cinema. So I feel I'm always bouncing back and forth between trying to fill in the gaps of historic film and trying to keep up to date or um, find a new filmmaker or currently making stuff to be excited about. And uh, the new stuff is definitely a challenge because that takes time and there's just so much made. It's just really difficult to know um, always where to start and what's worth, worth your time for it when it comes to, to new stuff, at least historical stuff. It's easier to have a context of what the relevancy of that is like what uh what degree of quality to expect <laughs> yeah i think that that probably in part i think drove some of the some of the stuff we've we've watched i know it's going to drive some of the stuff that we're going to do on this podcast i i kind of think i'm i'm probably a lot of the same i know um probably in the last year or so especially i've been definitely trying to catch uh, just like you said, stuff that I've, I've not missed, or I've only seen very small, small pieces of work by maybe a certain actor or a certain director. Um, <laughs> we both went and watched uh, Cruising on the Criterion Collection because I feel like it's one of those, it's one of those movies I've always heard a ton of stuff about, but I've never seen. I finally watched The Exorcist this year. Um, there's still a lot of um, oh wow William Freakin stuff that I've. I mean, I watched that like two months ago, which is weird. Um, that I've, it took me that long. But there's a lot of like William Freakin stuff I want to see. I haven't seen The Sorcerer, and I've heard good things about that. Oh yeah, that's um, a really cool movie. I think I've finally kind of covered most, if not everything, that um, Michael Mann has done. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I just, and that, that's probably a little bit of the genesis of of this podcast is wanting to fill in some of those gaps and and kind of. It's interesting when we've talked in the past. Sometimes when you look at these things chronologically, or you look at them in a um, you know, in the context of what was going on in the world or with the actor or director at the time, um, you learn a lot, I think, about why maybe the movie was made the way it is. And I think that was kind of what I enjoyed from from when we were uh, writing back and forth about stuff. And then you, what you said about Halloween 3 is a great example. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a movie that, you know, had it been done maybe two years earlier or with a slightly different concept, it's probably a very different trajectory for that entire that entire franchise. But uh yeah, I think that's the stuff that's fun about doing this and, and and trying to check out those other things because there is so much there is so much good stuff out there that that, that I think I missed and I, I look back like uh, when I was a kid, um, my grandfather always he's one of those guys I don't know, they used to they don't do them anymore but they had those advertisements for like box sets and it's like for thirty dollars you can own every single VHS movie 
of every single Clint Eastwood movie that's ever come yeah, out. Yeah. And he would have those. And I, I think as in a, he was always trying to get me to watch them. And like, you know, Eastwood made some pretty bad movies in the mid eighties, but you know, <laughs> I, I, going through some of them, I'm like, no, oh, these are, these are fun. Like, I, yeah, no, there's some the, great ones. Like yeah. the man with no name series. I wish I'd watched that 10 years before I did. Well, I wish I'd watched that when I was a kid. And uh, so I think that's, what's fun about movies to me is especially lately with the kind of way we've, put an emphasis on checking out stuff we haven't seen that I think it's fun to fill in those gaps and get some context around. Yeah. That's people's work. That's definitely what I'm probably most excited about for this is um, some things, even if I've seen them before, but if I probably have it in a while to either revisit or if I've never seen it before, uh, kind of fill in those gaps or, but doing it with um, an excuse to put a little time into researching, contextualizing it, uh, not just be like, oh, that's on Amazon Prime now. That I'll, I'll check that out. Um, but actually kind of looking into the production of it, the reception of it, um, and some of the people who worked on it, where that fell in their career and that stuff. Um, and just kind of have an excuse to put that effort into uh, into things. It's easy to, when you're busy, just to you know throw something on, watch it, and be like, yeah, that's pretty good, and then kind of forget it. But to actually uh, have something to stick with you a little more. Um, it's, it's I'm really looking forward to that. To, um, kind of, I guess, more like when we were kids, like we'd sit around talking about movies. Yeah, and I think I think if if uh, people are on board with like hearing that perspective, I think people are on board with wanting to watch stuff you know that's modern, maybe some stuff that's old, and some stuff that's in between. I think hopefully this is what's this is the podcast that's going to be for them. Um, you know, the intent here is to to make it fun. Um, as you said, we're not critics we're not directors we're not actors um i want to have fun with it i don't really want to yeah um, that's why beat people over the head about you know if something's good or bad or, or you know why why my opinion's better than theirs so yeah yeah my hope would be people who uh enjoy talking about movies with their friends and either miss getting to do that or um kind of supplement what they already get to do with friends of just uh you know while you're on a commute or at work or something you get to keep having a piece of that uh, in your day-to-day life of just uh Yeah. Get rid of those uh, Sunday scaries and just listen to us talk about shitty movies for a while. <laughs> that's the, that's what we're here. That's what we're all here for. Beautiful. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think to, to your point, you know, w- the hopes we have for this going forward, or we're, we're going to want to try and do some more runs. Um, we're, we're sort of mid mid stride of one right now. Um, and we hope to, you know, longer term transition uh into some some stuff that's a little more seasonal perhaps um maybe a little more themed but probably take some some non-traditional routes uh with with what we're going to cover and i think the the d'souza is a pretty good example of we're taking steven e d'souza's body work really from after his success with die hard try to look at it and then that kind of culminates with the last movie i think we're going to cover in that run being street fighter uh just because that was his i think his directorial debut i don't think i'm getting yeah i believe so and uh um it's certainly for anybody who has not seen it it's certainly an interesting movie i'll (laughs) I'll give it that it definitely did not live up to my 1994 hopes of oh my god i'm excited to go into yeah i'm excited just because it's like van damme and it's like right on the bubble of Let's put this guy in a lot of movies with um, with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> like, let's see how that's gonna go. It's really like two or three years before that. It's crazy. Is it? 
I don't okay. know. In my memory, <laughs> I guess we'll find out when we talk about it. He's like, what were the 96 Bulls doing and what movies was Dennis Rodman in in the same year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. maybe it's more 99 by the time you get to the Rodman stuff. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> That's what I, I can't remember. Uh, we can also, I, we, we should also go ahead and flag Simon Says is a movie we need to cover on this podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's got Dane Cook and it's got... Hello, I would Rodman. definitely be up for a run of movies with professional athletes. Oh, that's a good idea. That's and a really them. good idea. That that'd be pretty fun because there's a really wide variety of things you could do. Why? Well, yeah, we're gonna have to definitely limit that because well, <laughs> we're really? gonna have to, we're gonna have to qualify it pretty hard because because we we've already kind of got a, a running bit of who would you recast? Um, <laughs> uh, um, Carl, Carl Weathers, Weathers as, and Carl, Carl Weathers was a professional football player. Um, at least I think he played a little bit in the NFL. I think he played, I think he played um, uh, football in, in Canada as well. But uh, and then you could also throw things like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's role in, in um, uh, Airplane. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and Game of Death. He's also in Game of Death. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say it'd have to be people who are only in this movie because they're famous as a professional athlete. But then some people make a transition. Yeah, into, that's true. That's true. They wear like. Uh, I don't know. By the time you're at like Naked Gun, thirty-three and a third, I think OJ Simpson's oh God, in there. You think about OJ? <laughs> Jesus Christ! So we're just doing an OJ Simpson run. Yeah, we're just doing OJ Simpson run. <laughs> we're just um, taking yeah, the most controversial. The guy who was set, who apparently was turned down for the Terminator role because he was quote too nice. <laughs> like, yeah. um, just fun aside, I did see something where he, uh, on social media where he said he's staying out of LA for fear of running into the real killers. And I was just like, Jesus, maybe just stop talking for the rest of your life, commi- dude. Committed to the bid. Yeah, he's, he's, that's a, that's a long running bid. We're almost uh, 30 years into it. So, um, so yeah, so <laughs> I like that idea, but that's kind of the intent, right? Is let's, let's, let's do Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fun and, and we want to well sums up. With it. We're doing, yeah. I think you're just looking to have fun talking to a friend about movies, and hopefully that'll uh, scratch an itch for some people. Yeah, that's what I, I and, think uh, it will make us make us millionaires. Uh, it's, it's gonna make me <laughs> a sweet, sweet I, podcast money. <laughs> all I'm really looking for is just an opportunity to to tax deduct my my subscriptions to all the streaming services <laughs> because I think I've got uh, I've got pretty much every service covered now between um, me yeah, looking I'm, stuff and the kids. So I'm trying to cut back, but. It's really the kids that make it hard. Uh, well, I guess that's not true. <laughs> it's me who makes it hard. But there are ones yeah, the I guy, would cancel if it wasn't for the kids. Yeah, yeah. So the guy you're telling me the guy who who's recording a podcast about movies is having it's the kids' fault for why you're not <laughs> why you're not yeah. canceling. Okay, yeah. got it. Cool, that makes sense. So those damn kids, they really want that uh, Criterion <laughs> subscription. Yeah. It's like, oh, there. It's it's my oldest fault that we're watching a, uh, a Hitchcock run from from 1952 to 1963. It's like, oh, cool. It's like he definitely wanted to watch Vertigo, so that's why we have the Criterion Collection. Oh yeah, yeah, huge. So. Cool. Well, we're right. excited to do this. I, I I hope people I hope people like it. Uh, certainly certainly should to hear feedback uh, and start getting this out there. Uh, but yeah, like this is this is supposed to be a fun journey. Um, you know for us us anybody wants to listen and and i hope that uh like you said people people get something fun out of it and 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 get some humor and don't don't take it too seriously (laughs) and don't judge us And and don't definitely don't judge us because we're both pretty sensitive people
<laughs> we both looked at each other very awkwardly on Zoom. <laughs> Which is what we always do. So, so yeah. So, uh, any well, thank you words? for anyone who listened this far. <laughs> Maybe you'll check out an actual episode about a movie. Uh, We're going to just talk about Halloween 3. That's pretty much my plan the whole time. It's <laughs> just to talk about Halloween 3 because I just enjoy it so much. Beautiful. And at some point, we will have to do Halloween 3. Uh, we will. And actually, that's a good point. Before we, we do we do jump, um, do we want to hit kind of what the after the D'Souza Palooza um, uh, patent pending? Uh, what the <laughs> <laughs> um, Halloween, I think the Halloween run will be the Halloween series. And we're going to try and do that as kind of a culmination up to the release of Halloween ends because that's that's due out. In yeah. Mid October this year. Yeah. We'll have to see the timing. Um, yeah of how that will work with the release, but try to um, at least hit the new ones and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's all some, maybe not the Rob Zombie ones. Yeah, I'll be good. I'll be good with a pass on those, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. All right. All right. Yeah. We look- Prepare yourself for some Halloween. <laughs> Prepare yourself. <laughs> um, Cool. Well, I, we appreciate everybody and look forward to the podcast uh, kicking off here soon. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Goodbye, Michael.